Hello and welcome to the Sports Technology Podcast. In this episode, we speak with sports scientist Becky Canvin, who has recently started a journal analysis blog. Her background is in sports physiology, but she leads discussions on all sorts of sport and health-related articles. We talk about keeping up to date with the sports science community and the importance of thoughtful appraisal of scientific work. Check out our website, sportstechnologypodcast.com, for more information. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at SportsTechPod. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Sports Technology Podcast. My name is Mike, and with me today again is Henry. Hello. So our special guest today is Becky Canvin. She's in London right now, and she's going to talk about a really cool idea that Henry and I came across um, on the we- on her website called the Sports Science Journal Club. So Becky, could you just say hello and maybe just give a little introduction of uh, of what you, your history with sports science and and what you currently do? Sure. Sure. So I completed my undergraduate degree in sports science in 2006 at St Mary's University College in Twickenham. And since then, I've been pursuing my um, interest in sports science. So I've been working for Booper as a health editor for the past five years. And this involves writing and reviewing health information for both a website and then writing articles for other areas of the business. And just for people Um, who aren't UK-based. Can you just explain what yeah. Booper is? So Booper is a, a private health insurance company, but we provide health information for free on our co.uk website. We also provide um, articles and health fact sheets for Booper um, websites around the world as well. So, for example, Booper Australia um, and in Thailand too. So, yeah, and so then since then, last year I completed postgraduate a master's in sport and exercise physiology at Roehampton University. For my dissertation, I looked at the effects of heat on the physiological and perceptual responses to motorsport driving, and that's an area that I'm really interested in. So what initially got you interested in sports science? I think just playing sport as a teenager. I used to play lacrosse at school and then completing uh, an A-level in PE as well. And I had a few friends that had done sports science university, so um, that got me interested too. Do you, do you consider yourself a, a scientist first or a, a sports person first? I think for myself, I'm more of a scientist just because at the moment I'm I don't really play any sports. I I follow sports, but um, I'm more of a scientist, and that's where my real passion is. So I'm really interested in thermoregulation, and uh, from doing my master's in exercise physiology and then from doing my um, dissertation looking at the effects of heat on motorsport driving, um, I'm really keen to expand my knowledge in that area. Okay, so coming off your your dissertation, you've started this this really cool club called the Sports Science Journal Club. Can you tell us a little bit of history on that and what motivated you to start that? Of course. So um, I think the real reason for starting Sports Science Journal Club is because I work in the medical profession at Bupa and journal clubs are really common in the medical profession. And at work, we critically appraise a paper each week. And so through my work and also my undergraduate and postgraduate studies, um, I've sort of come to the terms that critical appraisal of journal articles is really an essential skill for um, both researchers and people involved in sports science. And it allows us to use research evidence, which is uh, the reliability of it and the efficiency of it. 
and also just being aware that there's a large amount of bias in research. Um, so I really wanted to highlight that it can lead to false conclusions. So to begin with, I looked around on the internet and noticed that although a lot of journal clubs are running, they normally run within organizations or um, in sort of hospitals. Um, and noticed that there was no one doing a sports science journal club online. And with people's busy lives, I just thought it would be a really good platform to start engaging people. So I used my Twitter account and asked my followers if anyone would be interested in getting involved in the sports science journal club. And I had a really great response, about 100 people replied. And so I just decided to choose a paper and set up my blog. One of the questions I had is, who is the typical audience that you want to kind of engage with this discussion? Do you hope to kind of inform the general public or is this more yeah. for just uh, so other sports scientists around the world? I think it's really that I want to engage sports scientists around the world. I want to get people from a broad range of sports science dis disciplines, so not just exercise physiology, which is what I'm interested in, but also dietitians, bio biomechanists. Um, sports psychologists and strength and conditioning coaches as well and because I really think it's important that people are able to critically appraise a paper so that they can make sense of the results and know what the results mean in the context of sports science and then maybe the general public as well so that they can then look at my journal club and look at the comments that have been posted by fellow sports scientists and um, try and get an understanding from that um, what current research in this area is about. Right, because I imagine some of the, the news or sports science that makes headlines, like they yeah. probably cherry pick some of the, the conclusions yeah. or the topics. So this is Definitely. like if someone kind of comes across your blog, it's a more rigorous discussion and with, yeah. with both sides of the, of the arguments. Yeah, and I think this is also something that's been really high, highlighted in my job at Bupa. Um, we always take a a paper that's been published but has been really highlighted by the media and we really critically appraise that paper and that's really what I want people to do on, on my Sports Science Journal Club is to really look at the paper and question everything about it so from the reasons why it was carried out that way so the methodology to the number of participants and really question if everything that was carried out if that was the correct way of doing it and if the conclusions are actually what is being said in the in the result. Do you have the opportunity to speak with the author of some of the papers that you've reviewed? That's what I'm really hoping to do. So I think at the moment I've just published uh, my blog and started a few discussions for each week in the journal club. Um, but now I'm hoping to sort of expand on it. So maybe do webcam chats, um, add resources that people can use to help with the critical analysis so um, I do have a link on there to some critical appraisal sources that I used when I was doing my postgraduate and also um, at Bupa but I really want um, to also ask the researchers if they can write a piece about their article and why they carried out that research because I think it would be really important to have their point of view on there as well and not just us critically appraising what they did, but to find out why they carried out the research the way that they did. Can you walk us through how it like technically works on your website? Like, you'll post a paper and then, then what happens? 
Yeah, so it's really simple. I'll um, put a link to the paper on my blog, so I do that once every two weeks. The first Thought Science Journal Club that I started, I chose the paper myself, but since then I've been asking for suggestions from my followers on Twitter um, because I really want people to get involved. And then I post some questions just to start a discussion. Um, and I also really try to use open access journals so that everyone can access and read the paper because I know that's a really big issue with subscriptions to journals and it's really important that people can read it. Um, and then once I've done that, I'll, I'll send out a tweet um, just to make people aware of the paper and ask them to comment. And I'll send out a tweet every day um, and I'll use the hashtag SSJournalClub to start trends on Twitter. And then at the end of the two weeks, hopefully people will have added their thoughts and comments on the paper and use my critical appraisal posts and sources on there so that they can really get a good understanding of the paper. And I will summarize people's comments to begin with and then also add my own views. So um, it normally takes the it normally um, says the aim of the paper and then the methods and then I'll talk about the results and the most important part is obviously the takeaway messages and whether it's going to have an effect on our sports science practice. Can you just maybe highlight a couple of the papers that you've gone through? You don't have to go in depth but maybe just like kind of the general themes so far. Yeah, of course. So we've done a paper on cardiovascular strain, um, impairing prolonged self-paced exercise in the heat, and that was from the journal Experimental Physiology, um, an open access paper, and it was actually chosen by one of my followers on Twitter called John Feeney, who's a sports science, um, sports science student, and he has an interest in environmental physiology. And we've got some really good comments on there, um, really sort of thoughtful comments, and people have added their thoughts to it. It seems like this has the potential to build quite a nice community for considerate advice, perhaps. Is, is this something you yeah. could... You, do, do you imagine authors would, would submit papers themselves just to, to get that sort of um, audience of peers? Perhaps, and I really hope that the more people that get to know about Sports Science Journal Club, um, the more people will get involved, and obviously I'd be more than happy for um, authors to suggest their papers, and as I said before, I think it's a really good, um, it would be a really good thing to get an author to explain their reasons why they're why they carried out the research the way they did, because I think it's quite hard to sometimes get across the reasons why you did research um, into a paper when you only have so many words. So I imagine one of the big challenges of kind of getting a, a large followership is trying to select topics that are in the public eye and interesting to a lot yeah. of people. Have you seen, yeah. like, is there a general trend or like are there a few topics that are like maybe not, or maybe hot button issues, something like an Oscar Pistorius type thing? Like are there certain issues that people are like ready to talk about and just need a forum to? Yeah, uh, to be honest, I haven't really looked into that so far. I think at the moment I'm just sort of focusing on just getting the blog out there and, and starting sort of just posting a few um, journal clubs each, uh, journal club each um, every other week. So, yeah, I know that there will be so many topics that people will want to focus on. And as I said, I really want to focus on a broad range of 
topic so that it's not just physiology but all the range of sports science disciplines. Sure, sure. And even just getting the the idea of what sports science is out there too. Like maybe you can just talk about like what do you think how do you would you define sports science? That's something we'd like to ask some of our guests is what they're oh, how do they kind of describe that? Because it's a, it's not a unique field like mechanical engineering or, or literature no. or something like that. It's not not usually intuitive what it actually means. No, it sort of encompasses all different disciplines that looks at uh, an athlete and how you can improve an athlete's performance. So anything from strength and conditioning to the way the athlete's mind works with sports psychology to biomechanics, so the way the body responds to exercise and then physiology as well. So it really encompasses a lot of different things. And I think that's something that you don't really realize when you when you start your degree in sports science how many areas there are that you can cover and it's actually it's sort of really nice to know that there are it does encompass a lot of areas so then you can go and specialize in the areas that you're really interested in and start really looking into that if you if you do a postgraduate okay what another thing that i wanted to ask about is just you kind of got it started on through Twitter discussions, and as yeah. as you were finishing your dissertation, did you ever consider using this kind of social media media to as part of your research? I know it's not like in Henry and I are both in in PhD programs, and it's not something that yeah. we normally use as a resource. But it seems like no. you've kind of had had pretty good success in at least tracking down other people that are interested, and maybe you've been doing some yeah. research. I think social media is just a really, really amazing platform to really feel involved with other people and other people that are really interested in your area. And when I was doing my postgraduate studies in exercise physiology, it's kind of, I think that's sort of the time when social media really took a boost and um, people started to get more into it and I think through my work at Bupa where we've got Twitter channels and Facebook channels and YouTube channels as well and I'm involved in um, looking after those. It's really given me an insight into what you can get from being involved in social media and things like Twitter, even just having so many followers, it just gives you a bit of sort of a boost and yeah, I think but I think with social media it's a real sort of in that moment in time thing so once you've sent a post out you need to make sure that you follow it up and um, you really get people involved. Now we've kind of discussed as a whole what the your ideas of the Sports Science Journal Club like what going forward where do you hope to see it? Yeah I mean at the moment so it launched um, at the beginning of January so it's been going for about a month now and I've had nearly 1,500 views on my site so I'm really impressed at the moment as to sort of the strength of it and how many people are interested in it and that's given me hope that I'll be able to sort of develop it further and start doing webcam chats, get people more involved and myself for myself I'm just trying to decide the best way of getting people involved because you really want to make it an active thing and if it's just sat there sort of just on an internet page it might not be as interactive as it would be on a webcam chat. So I think that's quite important to start doing that. And just spreading the word basically. I just I want to contact lecturers, ask them if they can send out my um, URL to their students and they could use it for their students to look at research and start learning how to critically appraise studies because you can't just take studies in black and white. You need to start thinking about um, whether the evidence is reliable and, and um, trustworthy. So 
yeah, I'm hoping to sort of develop it further. Okay. And I've got lots of ideas. How do people get involved and what are your, some of your Twitter handles and, and websites? Can you just give us a brief description if people sure. want to learn more? It's, it's really easy for people to get involved. They can either just look for Sports Science Journal Club through Google. So it's just um, beckycanvin.wordpress.com. Um, or they can look out for me on Twitter, so at Becky Camden. Or on Twitter, they can look for the hashtag SS Journal Club for the trending. And then basically, they just need to read the paper and critically appraise it and just add their comments and thoughts. And it doesn't take long to, to read a paper. It might take a bit longer to critically appraise it, but once you start doing it, um, you'll get more used to it and it'll really help to get people involved in the research area and keep up to date with what's going on in the sport science world. That's awesome. And we look, to, we look forward to just seeing it grow and seeing the new papers that come yeah. up and keep just Thank keeping you. everyone up in the, up to date on with the latest news in, in the field. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, we, we think it's a, it's, it's a cool opportunity to be kind of presented with articles that are worthwhile and then, and then spending time, yeah. I guess, praising them and seeing other people's comments. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a already, cool, I think, cool I think already people are sort of learning from it already. And one of the downsides to having subscriptions to journal articles is that um, you can only choose the ones that are open access, so they could be a certain type of article that's being published, but hopefully it won't hinder what we're doing. All right, that's the episode. Thank you, Becky, and thanks, listeners, for listening. For more information and a link to Becky's website, you can go to our website, sportstechnologypodcast.com, and remember to follow us on Twitter at SportsTechPod. Bye.